There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort. Creativity. Visit Crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets turns. Look, man. Where? Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, my. Bowen, look over there. Wow, is that Ooh. culture? Oh, yes. My goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong, Las Culturistas calling. Well, oh. I, I'm excited for a variety of reasons. I'm excited for a litany of reasons. Oh, another word for variety? Litany. <laughs> I am so so, so, so excited for our guest. For our guest, I'm just yes. going right into it. No, you really are, but I was going to say, we also should just say Real Houses of New York is back as of tonight. Right. It won't be, it'll already be out, listeners, for, yes, when, yes. for, for your time, but we'll have enjoyed it. We'll have enjoyed it, and I hear, I mean, this, this season's going to have a lot. Luann is now last in the intro credits, which means it's going to be like Luann's season. Because it's always been Bethany. Right. Oh, but you She think- always is the one that closes it out. Like the superstar, I feel like, always closes out the opening sure, intro sure, with sure. the taglines, and it's Lou. But w- what about the arrangement? Like the tableau, is Lou, Lou in the middle? Because Lou's yes. been on the outside. No, no, no. For- she is not in the center. Bethany is in the center, but okay. I think it's a height thing. I f- and also oh. a salary thing. Well, all right. We I want to get into but this it's with Lou's our season. Okay, great. Um, Later on, if it comes up. If it comes up. Our guest is truly like someone we've been wanting to get on the show for ages, and she's one of my favorite favorite people. We actually saw this, this person perform and we were standing in the back of Union Hall yep. and Bowen hits my arm and goes, Las Culturistas. <laughs> and and points was, to the stage. This was like a year and a and half ago. And this was like a long time ago. And I was like, oh yeah, 100%. 100%. Oh my God. Truly one of my favorite people. We just, we spent a night a couple months ago just 
at Sam Taggart's house, played Quiplash. It was the funnest, funniest time Oh my time God, I want to do that so bad. We got to do it soon. And that's all I did this weekend uh, in the mountains. Okay, great. Um, sh- let's go to the, the credits. Mountains. They played games on television. Playing games on okay. TV. Let's go to the credits, let's, bitch. Come on, give me the credits. She is the co-host of Miss Andre with Marsha and Ray, an amazing podcast. You know Ray Sani. And you know Ray Sani. Um, and oh my god, she is she's she's working on so much cool stuff. Yeah. She's um hosting Reductress Live at Caroline's on Broadway, April twenty sixth through the twenty eighth. Tickets are on sale now. Get those. Love it. Um and uh she's also leading this amazing media campaign, Headless Women of Hollywood. So check that out. It's it's making this great comeback because she got this started like a, co- like a couple years ago and it was it's still brilliant. But now to see it resurge is really, really wonderful. Mm. And uh, she's taking her hit musical with Melissa Stokowski, Handmaid's Tale the Musical, yes, uh, on tour on the road. And it's sold out the Bell House multiple times. It This is a hit. And she's taking it's it. It's a hit, babe. She's taking it to Philly and other cities, mama. There's a hit on her hands. There's a hit on her hands. And her name is, is Marsha Belsky. <gasps> wow. Oh how do your hands feel? My hands feel so good. They feel tired, you Ooh, know. With the, from the, carrying the hit, the, yes. the weight of the hit. Uh, it's a hit. I love that. I love how that sounds. You know, it just feels <laughs> to so say good. I have a hit. Uh, swirl it around in my mouth. You it's know? a fucking pull quote it's for a hit. you. Yeah, you can say it's a hit. Las Culturistas. It's a hit. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. I'm gonna put that. I'm gonna put that oh in my the handmaid's trailer. Please, you have to include us. Yeah. Fucking, I heard such amazing things about the show at the Bell House. It was really a dream come true. It was cool. It was, you know, Bell House holds like 350 and it sold out and it was just like incredible because we did two shows at Union Hall and they were great, but we changed the show a lot between the first two that were kind of like workshops and then what we ended up doing at the Bell House. And it was just really, really cool. So now um, we took a little break, and then now we're coming back, and we have a show May 10th at Caveat. And then after that, we're doing this little mini tour where um, we still have to set up our DC show, but we're going to be in Philly at the Philomoca, which Philomoca. is like, yeah, That's a cool venue. Um, on that is June 16th. It's a Saturday at 7.30 p.m. And then we're also going to be at the Bell House again at the end of June. <sighs> oh, my God. So that'll be really cool. I'm excited. And, and yeah. listen to her just just like rattle off those dates off the top of her head. This is a media savvy <laughs> Media trained. Media trained person. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> though, like, the pro- the Handmaid's Tale, the musical, okay, so did this come from being a huge fan of the show? It was a lot of things. I mean, okay. for those of you who don't know, I am a guy's gal. Yeah. So, <laughs> noted guy's yes, gal. noted guy's gal. Um, I've been telling people I've actually never spoken to another woman in my life. <laughs> yeah. But I'm trying to this year. This is a big push for yes. me. Yeah, um, 2018. 2018 is the year where I make a female friend. But <laughs> I, No, but I, you know, so feminism has been a part of my act. And I've also, you know, was obsessed with musical theater and still am. And so it's always been my dream to write this sort of, you know, a comedy musical. Like, I love the Book of Mormon and Avenue Q. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm such a cheese ball for just, like, the funny parts in a serious musical. Yes, you know? yes. Like, whenever King George comes out in Hamilton, I'm the one yeah. who's like... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the physical comedy overwhelms yeah, you. I'm like, this is so funny. You see Ugh. Hamilton all the time. I know. I see when I do see Hamilton often. I always laugh at the King George part. It just tickles me. Eight hundred bucks is t- a <laughs> ticket. Yeah, she's playing on her Spotify at home and pretending she's seeing it live, and she's like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, Jonathan, be quiet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, me and Melissa. 
we're working on this Fiddler on the Roof musical parody, which we're still going to do, but it's about um, the L shutdown, where like <laughs> Tevya like, lives in Williamsburg, and he's like forced with his family that lives above a Buffalo Exchange to move to Astoria. That's, oh, I love that. Yes. Hardship. Hardship. It's hard for them. It's not easy. And he wants to be a Scientologist, so we have like, I would That's be a Scientologist <laughs> like Leah Raimon 909 Um So we started writing that, but then they pushed the L train shutdown back. So oh, we were yeah. like, we really wanted to time it sort of like right when it was happening. But that buys you time. But it buys us time and we wanted to do something. And so we were, I read the book Handmaid's Tale and we were watching the show together and we had been joking about how everything becomes a musical and how that yeah. entertains me. Like, I'm sorry, but it will never get old to me if you be like, no, like the SpongeBob musical is actually really <laughs> I good. I knew you'd bring that up. I knew and it's like, up. I'm sure it is, but it's still like, it man, exists. SpongeBob the oh my God, yeah. I've been telling this story because winter is now in its like eighth month. And <laughs> it is. me and my father and my mom saw Groundhog's Day, the musical. Oh, how was that? My dad was like, my poor dad was so excited. He's like, excellent reviews it got excellent reviews it's gonna be a great show so we get there and like it was fun like it was really like you know it was a good show but this woman in front of us my mom leaves it's intermission every time me and my dad are at the theater someone talks to us i don't know what it is about me and my dad together people are like the talk show's here let's get it going (laughs) approachable yeah approachable jews so (laughs) they like this woman in front of us is this southern woman and she's like I am so confused, y'all. What is like going on? I don't. Is he so? It's repeating. And oh, my dad, my dad goes, oh my, my dad goes. Have you seen the movie? And she goes, There's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> and so I said, oh, Twenty man. years of winter. Twenty years of winter. <laughs> <laughs> and so she was the actual groundhog. She was the groundhog in she that situation. All along. And, and if she all, doesn't, if she doesn't know if Groundhog's Day is a honestly, movie or a musical, we have twenty years of winter. That's like a very interesting question, though. Is like. You'd have to really spell spell out extra that was happening if you weren't getting it. Oh. So it's like for today's audiences, how dumb does shit exactly have to be? It has to be? to be so dumb. That's what's like. And with our show, like I, some people hadn't seen the show and they saw the musical and they uh-huh. said that they could kind of get it because we parody the plot, but also we make this whole plot because yeah. we're parodying musical theater in general. Like. Offred is June and she like moves to New York to become a barista uh-huh, and uh-huh. is pursuing her dreams and all this stuff and then just winds up a handmaid and as you do <laughs> yeah. and um, but yeah like these other shows that you see like I mean first of all how many people had to die just so they could make Spider-Man into oh, like I so know. two people I think died <laughs> two full human beings died so that some billionaire could incorrect. be like we're sticking with it we're sticking yeah, with it. Yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. insane. And the reviews you hear of it are just devastating. Of Spider-Man? Like that no one enjoyed it. Spider-Man. Oh, Nobody. Yeah, 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 you yeah. know what I did enjoy, though? What? You know, an uh, off-Broadway production that I saw Matt at. Oh, my gosh. Wait. <gasps> yes, let's get into this. Cruel Intentions, the musical. Cruel <laughs> Intentions, the musical. We saw it because Amanda Schechtman, who's Was been on the show. Incredible. Played Catherine, yes. which is the Sarah Michelle Gellar role. Right. And slayed she it. She was unbelievable. She is truly, like, effortless she's like she makes it look so easy while she's yeah. hitting the most intense notes yeah. like the songs were insane like it was a 90s jukebox musical right, but right. they took everything up into this musical theater style sort of sure. and just like you know 
Um, I'm the only one by uh, I'm Melissa Etheridge. The uh-huh, uh-huh. They like made it this like moment, which is like starts off the show and her character. Oh and I'm like, this is fucking good. Shit. It was good. And just, she gets a whole moment at the end. Like, yeah. Just picturing her saying, I'm the only one to like this gigantic musical, like whatever. Like, yeah, well, it was at Le Poisson Rouge. Oh, great. So it was like kind of like cabaret style, but still theater. It was yeah. so interesting. So I went with Drew Anderson. <laughs> Our friend, we know him, we love him. Friend, we know we love him. Um, friend, we know we love. love him. And we like got Groupons. So whenever me and Drew go, like Drew go out together, we are like ninety-year-old Jews out of the retirement yeah. home, Yay. just like. And Drew more so than me. Like if we order takeout, like and our food is three minutes late, Drew's like, I'm calling him. Like <laughs> I love going out with him because he just like suffers no nonsense. And like so we were there and. As soon as we walk in, so we bought bar tickets. So yeah. we like assume that we're gonna get like a stool or whatever, but I don't really care. We walk in and Drew's like, you know, if it was standing room, I just think it should have said standing room on the ticket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're like standing. You're giving him an accent and an oh, affect. And That's how I impersonate him to him. I love it. I love he'll it. say something completely normal and I'll say it back to him. <laughs> um, but so we're like standing there. And first of all, we can't stop talking about the lead guy's butt. Oh my god, it's insane! I mean, this guy's I, ass was like it was like two tree trunks. Oh my god, like, it was crazy, and it was crazy. Matt and then was you, so you, close. That was close to Matt was close to the stage. So me and Drew were just trying to see, like we were just like peeking, like but you couldn't oh. tell. But we're like he's like so close to the stage, and the people like come out on this um what's it called? It's like a little like, like a vom um, thing, like a vom yeah, sort yeah, yeah. of what into a vom. A vom. Oh. <laughs> or like an aisle that's like, you know, it's like a raised little platform she can walk out yeah. to. Yeah. A vom. You know, like the Justin Timberlake, Britney Spears catwalk. That's what it's called. Oh, catwalk. Like great. a raised catwalk. catwalk. Sure, 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 so sure. they like walk out and it's like, so then Drew goes, Drew whispers to me, he's like, I can't stop staring at that guy's ass. And like, I look up and his butt is like right there. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> it was a shock. Sorry to objectify him. He's, he was no, great but too. No, that's what literally the whole thing it's was about. So I mean, it's literally about this, his ass. It's this moment. I it's mean, this like thing. Like, cause in the movie, dang. in the movie, you, it, there's a reveal of Ryan Philippe's butt mm-hmm. and like seducing Reese with a spoon. It is right. like an iconic part of the movie. Oh my God, I forgot that you that he like fully got naked on the stage at oh, one yeah. point. Oh yeah, no, that's what I'm referring to is like, I mean, yes, <laughs> yeah. it was distracting the whole time. And me and Drew had slightly, um, was, naked. we had slightly obscured vision. So we're like ducking around the pole to like try and see his ass. Like, But that's what they uh, make you do. That, no, wasn't, that wasn't our animal instinct no, or that anything. Wasn't, no, and sure. so then we had this like thing happen where at intermission this guy comes up and we've been standing and i guess the the seated tickets were like pretty expensive and me and drew paid like 35 dollars on groupon so i get why the bar staff was kind of like they were being nice to us but we were the only people standing at the bar i kept feeling like they were like what (laughs) so finally like this guy is like we have two extra seats at our table you know just just sit down with us and we sit down, and then, like, as soon as Drew sits down, they're like, wristbands. Like, they're like, oh, you God. can't sit here. And But this bartender told me a million times, like, she was like, that guy was aggressive towards us, and we almost kicked him out. And I was like, okay, well, he was really nice to us. So <laughs> I don't really know. So then they take away our, like, seats that we had just gotten. <laughs> and me and Drew are bitching so much. Like, we're like, well, I don't see why they had to do that. And we're like, but I'm, like, still being nicer and everything. So then she gets us these stools, and she's like, you know, I talked to my boss, and here are some stools, and, you know, we feel bad, so go ahead and sit down. We're like, thanks, that's really nice. And then Drew moves his stool oh, no. literally an 
inch because she sat us right behind a pole. He moves his stool an inch to the left. And she's like, sir, sir, we have stools only at the designated area. And if you are going to move the stool, unfortunately, the privilege will be taken away. Oh, so serious. But it was like, God, but that of the Poisson Rouge. I know. No, but that was everyone was really nice. Like and the show was like great. But it was so funny because just our faces, we were just like, "Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Oh my God, you—that's amazing. Even honestly, I don't know if Amanda's going to be on anymore. Amanda's swinging in the show, right? But um, you should try to go. I'll figure you should. it out. I'll it's figure over it out. soon. I know. I know. Well, did you go to like just see it, like? Or did you? Did you yeah, want to go? Yeah, I was go? wondering. Were you there because of this inspiration of like with with your like, show? The way that these of, yeah. adaptations are being well, made. Well, as soon I love. I mean, any like musical thing like that, I'll go see it. Like yeah. I love. I always love it. And if it's bad, I love it too because I love bad theater yeah. so much. Very, yeah. So like. Yeah, Drew, like, I had been talking to Drew about how I wanted to go, and then he was like, oh, let's just get a group on and go, and then we just did, and then he told me that Amanda was going to be on it, and then we saw you there, and it was so fun. (laughs) Have you seen the movie, Cruel Intentions, like, you're a fan? I just rewatched it after I saw the musical, because I was like, there's so much I didn't remember. Like, I'm a moron, because I didn't even remember that, like, spoiler alert, turn it off if you haven't seen the movie. I didn't even remember that Ryan Philippine's character dies. He dies, yeah. So I was, like, genuinely surprised. I'm like, oh, no! Yeah, he gets hit by a fucking car. And and it's a a 90s jukebox musical, so he is about to get hit by a car, and he turns into the light, and he goes... And I'd give up forever oh, so to touch you. Oh my god! Oh, Start singing that song, and it's like makes you cry. I love to the like <laughs> football player and um, Ariana Grande's brother. Frankie Grande Frankie was in the Grande show. Frankie Grande slayed it, and they and they sang Backstreet Boys and In Sync. Yeah, and it was like so so. I that was another that was another one of my musical theater moments. I was like. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it killed me. What too did you much. think of Foolish Games being the big ballad? I loved it. Yeah. Oh my god. The wow. Foolish Games by Jewel. Jewel got forty dollars. <gasps> I liked their choices in song because they did like this good mix between like I mean, and rewatching the movie, it's all in the soundtrack. Like it's so good. Except for they added like the in sync and some yeah, stuff the like that. Super pop gum. But it was like so gum. so like their choices of song because they had like Melissa Etheridge, but then they also have like No Doubt and like you know mm. they got. Yeah, it was like cool songs. It was a hit for me. Breakfast at it was Tiffany's. It was, oh uh, yeah, they did Breakfast That was a really good scene. And the whole cast was like Love really good. I mean, like, cause I'm looking, cause it's like, if there's one person who can't sing, when I first saw, <laughs> so my dad, this my dad buys like theater tickets and he like watches reviews. So he bought us Hamilton tickets like right when the first good reviews came out. So uh-huh. then by the time oh, we wow. saw it with the original cast and by the time we saw it, we could have sold our tickets for like a billion dollars. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. we went, me and my mom and my dad and Lin-Manuel was in it. And I didn't know anything about the show because I wanted to be surprised. I right. didn't listen to anything in the soundtrack. I didn't even really read about all the hype. And I, it, this is so mean. I, you didn't like, like it? No, no, I loved it. But I couldn't figure out how Lin-Manuel had gotten cast. I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know that he had written the show, so I right. was like, I was like, why? I mean, he's great. Like Lin Manuel is unbelievably talented, sure. but I was like, why is this guy is so much less? Like I was yeah, like, yeah, I get you. I was sure, like, is sure, he the sure. producer's like kid? Like I couldn't figure it out. Oh my gosh! And I then think I he could cop to the fact that he's not like the best vocalist on the <laughs> exactly. Show. Yeah. And that was when I got the idea. Okay, if you're not talented enough to get on Broadway, <laughs> write yourself into wow. it. There you go, honey. So I wrote myself into Offred because also Lin Manuel talked about how like he didn't see any roles 
Because I was also would give him shit for, you know, always putting himself in his shows. Sure, and I, sure. I, like, Drew did the joke, like, you would have been Moana if you could have. But, um, <laughs> he would have. He, so he would have. So, but then, like, he wrote about how he didn't see any good roles for Latino men. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so he was like, there's nothing interesting or actually with depth that I want to play. So I have to write it. Or the most punk rock thing is to be like, I'm going to play this person who does not match my demographic yes, at all. Yes, exactly. Oh, that's why we're doing all male fiddler reboot. I I'm Tevya. Yeah, I'm so excited. (laughs) It's going to be so fun. Um, So are you noticing things as you watch these like musical adaptations where it's like, oh, yeah, like I could do that like for Handmaids or is it something where it's like, oh, I should be doing this? Well, I know. I mean, cruel. The thing was that I realized I was like, wow, we made it work on a budget because they're a full musical. Uh, They pay their actors. They have a full band. We have a keyboard like, <laughs> and we still put it's on this small like, scale show. right so cool, now yeah. but it feels big and also it will get bigger it which is what's me, cool to think about that's what really like sitting in the audience at Cruel Intentions made me really excited and like geeked out because it. I envisioned a full band playing for like the show that we wrote or like shows that we'll write in the future and it was like really exciting Yeah, because I mean because our accompanist wants that we have we found this amazing woman Fernanda Douglas and like I think we're kind of going to like grow with her, which is like an exciting Great. partnership because she arranged the music and like she's amazing. And then I found out halfway through working our show that she's 24 years old. And oh, I was wow. like, oh, that's always like what I was like, what? Like she was she's incredible, though. So it's like we have this great partnership where I'm musically capable, but not like sure, that. Yeah. yeah. So I'll like sing a tune, maybe pluck out something a little bit, like be like that and You're then she'll be arrange like, it. She's, she arranges I can't arrange thing. it yeah. yeah and but she can make the sound that I'm like trying to like describe to her like a toddler you yeah. know I'm That's like so I'm thinking cool. jazz <laughs> 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 so did you like the instruments that you could that you do play and can play like did you teach yourself those um well I played piano growing up and I took lessons but I feel it's interesting because I learned how to read music and play classical music mm-hmm. oh you did but I'm not that like that didn't teach me how to look at a keyboard and know what to do I'm yeah. still right, struggling right, with right, that right, right. I can look I can read music to a to a decent extent I'm not great I'm not like an accompanist level one time I tried to accompany my choir in like 10th grade because I was like, yeah, I play piano. And I was just like, oh, I can't do this. And you're like, why the fuck did I say yes? I mean, they showed me the sheet music and there was like 10 notes. And I was like, what do I play? <laughs> <laughs> I was so confused. So I could play like, you know, sort of like moderate um, classical piano. But then it's been a whole unlearning process of just looking at the keyboard as like a blank slate and and playing things and i just started learning guitar um and that's been really fun too because i had this hang up with learning guitar where when i was like 19 i thought i was like too old to start learning guitar because you see all these people who've been playing since they're like 12 i felt like that since i was like 12 me too yeah Yeah, same it's like at 12 i felt like if i wasn't like a savant like you know it felt like gymnastics i don't know i can't surf and i'm 13 (laughs) it's too late if i still can't do a backflip i'm probably not going to the olympics but (laughs) so then um i i forget who i talked to honestly and i wish i remember because I owe them a lot of, of credit because they were like Dan Smith. It was Dan Smith. It was probably Dan Smith. <laughs> um, but I was like, they were like, think about it like this: when you meet someone who's been playing guitar since they were twelve, when they're twenty-two, you see them as amazing because they've been playing guitar for ten years. It's not because they started when they were twelve. So if you're twenty-eight and you start playing guitar now, by the time you're thirty-eight, you're gonna be just as good as that twenty-two-year-old. Yeah. 
and that's the only level because all I want to do is be able to play rhythm guitar with my I, I have a band have free band. the mind yes yeah. free the mind um so that's been fun because now I'm like really and it's so much more intuitive than I thought when I don't have these like hang-ups of just feeling like now I'm just excited to learn it as opposed to like feeling like I'm failing because I don't know how to just stare at it like because also we're all friends with those people too like one of my best friends from home is this guy John Langdon and I hate him because he can look at an instrument and And learn how to play it yeah Yeah. two seconds fuck you John my cousin growing up was like that my cousin Michael like we were like like merrily strolling along alongside each other in life (laughs) like we were the same age and like all of a sudden he could like fucking rip it on the guitar yes. and I was like how the fuck did you learn that we do every, we do all these things together I don't I, I never see you even playing we do everything <laughs> together where did you we learn we go to the park together we go in the pool together how we're can cousins you explain this? we're cousins how did you do this to me and then he would like write songs he would do like the whole Adam Sandler like What's the, when he sings in um, a crazy night? Hanukkah song? Oh, no, 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 Hanukkah no song. not Hanukkah song. The movie um, with Drew Barrymore. Oh, wedding uh, singer. Wedding singer. When he does, somebody kill me. Oh my god! He used to do that, and we were like, we were like ten years old, and he could just do it. It's cool that Adam Sandler could do it too. It is cool that Adam yeah. Sandler. <laughs> it's really cool. To that, his credit, you know, a lot of racism in his recent movies, sure, but sure, he sure. can play guitar. Especially <laughs> Rule of Culture number seventeen. It's really, really cool, cool that, that Adam Sandler can do that. <laughs> Now, Marsha, we're going to ask you the question we ask all of our guests, yes. which is, what was the culture that made you say, culture is for you? Yeah. What is the culture that made you say, that made you want to move in a, in cultural, a cultural direction? direction. Like, what is the culture? Yeah, so, like, like the, <laughs> a movie you saw. <laughs> oh my God, like, yes. And so, something that you experienced in pop culture <sighs> that defined you. This goes full circle to what we were talking about Musical before theater? the podcast, because it's it's truly humiliating, but I'm going to be fully honest. It was Rent. Yes! Oh! It oh my was gosh. Rent. Okay. When I was in seventh grade, I discovered Rent and it like truly changed my whole world. And I was yep. like, I want to do heroin now. <laughs> I <laughs> no, I do didn't. I would love to be poor. <laughs> I want to be poor in New York doing heroin, yeah. shunning my white privilege, not acknowledging it in any way, <laughs> and not paying my rent for a full year. Wow. I liked it in the original musical. <laughs> They sang last month's Rent, which is the only thing that could have made sense. And like the original, because right, this is how right. geeked out on Rent I was. I like downloaded like illegal soundtracks of like the original 1994 yeah. workshop or whatever. Uh-huh. Like I was such a dork. It was crazy. I ordered on in the early days of the internet, I would order VHS bootlegs of Broadway shows. From eBay and shit. From like yeah, like chat rooms, like Whoa. eBay. Oh I would like I would like send I would like money wire some girl, and I hid it all from my parents. <laughs> I like treated it like drugs. Like I was like oh. didn't want them to know. You didn't want them to know that you liked rent. That I was oh, ordering. That was no. That I was ordering music. bootlegs. Oh, they oh, knew oh. I liked. Trust me, they knew I liked rent. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but they didn't know that I was ordering bootlegs online. Of like, oh my cause I, god! Because how was I? I lived in Oklahoma. How was I going to get sure, to New York? Absolutely. And then it's for my bat mitzvah. My dad took me to New York to see Broadway shows, oh, which was which was nice. And amazing. what did you say then? Um. Oh god. What we saw Hairspray, the original cast. Oh, I saw them too. They I were loved that. Yeah, that um, was great. I loved that. The um, last number, the way it just kind of roars at you. You can't stop the beat. If you haven't ever you seen, can't stop you the can't beat. stop the beat. It's actually rule of culture number one hundred and three. <laughs> You, you can't, can't stop, stop the beat. <laughs> um, but if if you haven't experienced You Can't Stop the Beat, the finale of Hairspray Live, you're missing something. You're missing because something. it's, it's like a wall of sound hitting you and a wall of joy and a wall of it's celebration. So fun. It's, it's incredible. So good. It's he- honestly such a good workout song, too. Yes. It's really oh, fun to that. run to. Do you know what I'll say is the worst ending to any 
musical that what? I've ever. Go. There's two actually that are tied for the same reason. Okay. So I saw the Queen musical We Will Rock You in okay. London. My parents Uh-oh. worked in London for a little bit when I was in high school. So we saw We Will Rock You. <laughs> In London, and then I also Mamma Mia, and what they both did, which was insufferable, is that the show has ended, and uh-huh. they do <laughs> seven to nine encores of every single song they just played in the show. While you're like standing up, clapping, you're like, "Wait, I thought this was the goodbye bows." Like they keep going, and it was totally insane. And my, fr- I was with my friend at Mamma Mia, and. After the third callback, she was like, they're getting a little stage happy. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> like, get off the stage. I mean, and for yeah. like, kids to be thinking that, like, who are not, like, totally awestruck oh, by what's going on, to be like, all right, like, all wrap right. it up. We're at the Tulsa PAC and we're bored. Um, <laughs> and also, I hate the musical. This is controversial. I hate, um, or I don't know if I hate it. I hated Cats. Oh, well, oh no, we've I think talked a lot about of people. Cats, cats traumatized me as a child. Like whenever Tyler Coates loves cats. Tyler Coates loves that's, cats. That's, his, that's his culture. <laughs> well, I love Tyler Cats, but, or Tyler Coates. <laughs> <laughs> no, call him Tyler, Tyler Katz. Katz. Hey, Tyler Katz. He does listen. Hi, he will Tyler Katz. <laughs> um, Tyler Coates. I don't think I honestly even have a problem with... The, well, I I do. But I was like watching it. And first of all, the part where they all speak in synchrony, like synced in poem. With, like, I can't do it. Jellico Katz. No. <laughs> Uh, to me, it's like you too weird. Can't even get through it. It's too weird. It's too weird. Well, okay. also, I'm sorry, but did you guys like Jesus Christ Superstar? Wait, wait, I have to I talk about loved that. Too. It. I, you're the only person I've talked to who did not like it. I you're feel crazy. like it's just Matt, because I racist. don't know the show. I don't. <laughs> and this is my first exposure to the show. <laughs> no, I, I hate like Jesus Christ Superstar. I've watched it five times, and I never have any idea what's going on because I don't know the plot of the Bible. All my <laughs> Christian friends are like, I can tell you what's going on. I have no idea. <laughs> I was remembering the plot to the Bible. <laughs> the plot to the Bible. As it was going along, as it was going along, summarize the 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 plot of the Bible. Okay, so here's what happened with Jesus. This is like what I no start from the Old Testament and then end it. Oh my god! Okay, Adam and Eve. That's like the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. I'll just tell you quickly what happened with Jesus. Jesus had a whole group of friends that were like very catty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But also with any type group of friends, like there's problems. Like there's gonna be power structure, and Jesus happens to be at the top. Someone's got to do the group text of the twelve disciples. Like what that would look (laughs) like. I I actually had a sketch. I I was writing a sketch about that, but then I realized someone had already done it. There's a group of there's like some somebody some group of gay people as the disciples. (laughs) Matt has actually written a lot of biblical material in his. Is that true? I like it. Matt has this whole. Nativity sketch that's so fun. It's I like biblical humor too. Oh, <laughs> I loved your well, it's not biblical, but my favorite was you and Sudi's Cleopatra. Yeah, um, oh, yes, and you yes. were in that Sudi too. really I likes that, that period. I too. love period. She pieces. she wrote a really good nativity sketch that was on SNL. Emma Stone was in it and played Mary. And love she, Bible she, stuff. She had just given birth, and Joseph, <laughs> Joseph was like, "We have guests," and she's like, "Okay, I said I didn't want to see." Just people. gave birth. Yeah, <laughs> like, I always thought. Yeah, the these, place is a mess. <laughs> oh my god, three men who are like, "We walked yeah. across the desert to see you." Yeah, well. I didn't invite yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like uh, actually, Sorry, I, what are you she doing? She was like, I have more. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally. I mean, yeah. You, you can sum up the Bible in one word. It would be myrrh. Myrrh. <laughs> anyway, mer. I guess what happened then is it the group of jealous. friends like they got they got all into it. Jealous. If you could sum up the Bible in one word, it'd be jealous. Okay, wait, Matt wants Sorry, to. You want I guess to talk I, about no, because now I'm like sitting here thinking I can't remember why everyone was why people were mad at Jesus and wanted to kill him. It, because he because he um, was preaching things against the Roman Church. And oh. and the Jews also saw him as yes. People blame the Jews. People blame the they Jews. They say because he was a false messiah. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, you know. So in, so like in Passion of the Christ, like Mel Gibson wanted to like vilify these Jewish people at, yeah, at this temple. Yeah, some of us, some of us don't believe him as a false messiah. <laughs> 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 um, but wait, so Jesus Christ Superstar though, I realized that they have our the friend song. Joel was in it. And he was amazing. He was amazing. Really? Yeah. Oh my god! Everyone I thought was so. I honestly, in terms of the live shows, thought it was the best one I I'd ever seen. And one. John Legend was the only famous person they have cast in those that I was like, you could be on Broadway without any name. To you, sure. you are talented enough yeah. that he could be in a show. But um, I would only realize how inappropriate it was recently because I used to sing as the audition song the I don't know how. I don't know love him. And there's yeah, this yeah. one part where she's like, and I've had so many, many men. men before <laughs> in very many, many ways. Many ways. <laughs> and I was like 14 singing that at auditions, and like I'm just like, and I'm like, all right, I'm a whore, I'm a whore, yeah. and I'm. Getting into the character. Like. And the teachers, I'm a whore, who, I'm a the whore. teachers who were watching you do it were just like, this feels wrong. Yeah. But we're going to let her sing it. And I also. Let her sing it. I, one time at beautiful. summer camp, there was this 12 year old girl. We were auditioning for Grease and she did dance uh, 10 looks three. So she's like, oh the summer girl, she's like, tits and ass. And the counselor, I'll never forget this woman's face. She was like, um, like she was, she thought about she was going to jail. She's like, I'm getting arrested. Tits and ass. <laughs> Orchestra, a balcony. Oh my god! <laughs> and I used to then I did that audition song too at like sixteen. I was like, now nah, I'm old enough. Marsha would be a great Rizzo. You would be a good. <laughs> oh my god! I got cast as Jan, which I didn't realize because I'd only seen the movie. The Jan was the fat character because in oh. all the shows, the Jan is like eating Twinkies literally the entire time. And she's the one that goes brush up, brush up, brush up, brush up, And that was my big part because also it should be noted this was at my. Jewish summer camp, not known for its musical theater, and we cut Grease down to 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> what was cut? What did you do, all the hits? I don't know how they cut it down, but it was like, they were like, we have 30 minutes to do the show, no intermission. <laughs> and that's what we did with all of our shows. We did Bye Bye Birdie in 30 minutes. We did Little Mermaid. Oh. I was one of the daughters of Triton. Oh my God. <laughs> I propose a challenge to you that you you and Melissa like na- like fucking whittle down Handmaid's Tell the Musical to 30 minutes. Oh my God. We try. I mean, it was how so How long hard. does it run now? Our first show, we were like, all right, we're going to try and make it an hour and 10. And we we're like, how long was that? And someone was like, an hour and 50 minutes. We're like, <laughs> oh, oh, fine. No intermission? We did an intermission for okay. the first one. The second one, we tried to cut it down, but didn't have an intermission. And people were like, you got to have an intermission. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They're like, we're dying out here. So then, um, and that was a late show too. And we were like after David Cross. So it was like so stressed out. And the there was a DJ coming in after our show. So in the last 20 minutes of our show, this dude comes in like you know the type of bros that hang out at union hall yeah, yeah, this yeah. like six foot ten monster like walks in the back and screams God. what's going on down here <laughs> <laughs> and everyone in the back is like shh <laughs> it's like stop it's theater and he's like, and he's like what he's like i'll come back <laughs> <laughs> it is a weird dichotomy it's a it's, very weird uh, the dichotomy. upstairs downstairs i mean it's downton abbey levels it's yeah, like it crazy is. It's crazy at Union Hall. And this is fucked up, but when the upstairs like had that fire and it was closed for a month and a half, I loved it. And I felt bad because I was like, I didn't wish poorly on the business. I I love Union Hall and the people who work there, but I was every time I went to a show there, I realized I wasn't dreading it. And I was like, why? Because I don't have to walk through the upstairs. It's not just it's the you have to walk through the whole upstairs past the bottom. I sound like such a fetch. I'm like, (laughs) 
Whatever. No, I had my birthday there one time, and it was a it was a, a weekday, and it was so amazing because it was a little bit empty, and like it was a great vibe. But I had it on a weekend and night one time, insane. and it was like, how? Yeah, dare that's true. Weekdays I are chill. Here. Weekdays are chill. It's because Park Slope people on weekdays are like chill because those aren't the like finance bros that live out there that are going out or whatever. Yeah. Anytime you're looking to use games to replace your personality on a Saturday night, it's not. <laughs> gonna work unless it's a nice date right no i mean of course we all all of us with interesting personalities plays occasionally play games but, yes <laughs> but there are people who you can tell where it's like if they don't have that bocce ball they're not having a conversation right, that right, night. Right. Yeah, yeah, or if yeah. they don't have that pool table you know what, what are they going to talk to about with sure. jerry when it comes to travel we all have that happy place whether it's the beach ski slopes couples getaway or even a visit to that Best friend you haven't seen in way too long, Matt. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. Now, we all know we love to vacation together. We have various happy places. We love to go to Orlando, Florida. We love to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. We love to go to a beach anywhere. We love to go to Europe. But when we have truly traveled the world globally and domestically. My happy place is with my sister and any of those locations he just listed. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals, and you can even choose your own crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. For me, I'm choosing Matt Rogers. I'm choosing producer Becca. Yes. We're all going together, the Lost Cult family. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy place with Priceline. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. You know, but one of the toughest things about decorating my apartment has been getting things framed, finding a place that will custom frame all my beautiful art pieces that I have without breaking the bank has been close to impossible. But then I found FrameBridge. I found FrameBridge too. FrameBridge makes it easy to get anything framed at an affordable price. Easily order online at framebridge.com or visit a FrameBridge retail store. Upload a digital photo for them to print and mail your item using their free, secure, prepaid packaging. Or visit one of their 20 plus retail stores. FrameBridge custom frames your piece in their studio using the highest quality materials and ships it to your door in days for free. I love going into the brick and mortar locations. I've got one here in Brooklyn and they're so sweet. They can give you inspiration for where you want to get framed. I went in and I was like, I'm going to get my Chromatica ball bracelet framed. And they helped me. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I have so many memories I need framed and put upon the wall. And uh, they have a curated selection of frame styles with design experts right on hand who make it fun to choose the perfect frame for you. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit FrameBridge.com or a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's FrameBridge.com. 
Do you need to be part of the next pop culture moment? Are you scared of missing out on once-in-a-lifetime experiences? From can't-miss music festivals to international fashion shows to your favorite celeb's favorite restaurant, staying in the know can be so expensive. Don't let your finances hold you back from living your best life. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped a hundred million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com to start living yours. It's I-N-T-U-I-T.com. Let's get into it. Are you a mini golfer? Mini golf? I used to be obsessed with mini golf and I've always wanted to go in the city and they have these like under Times Square, like weird mini golf things. It's like neon lights or whatever. Oh, I want to do that. It's probably expensive That's the thing is I remember I first moved, I was like, let's do it. And it's like $9,000. I'm like, I can't even buy a Metro Pass. (laughs) (laughs) No, Matt and I have been to this one, this pirate themed one. um, It's in Red Hook. In Red Hook. (gasps) And it's so fun and it's cheap. Red Hook is so fun. I need to go out there more often. We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. But I don't know if the I don't know if that golf course is like the best. It's not the best. It's, it's fun. It's not. You know, I miss the ones in suburbia that you drive best. so. Oh, well, you drive, drive so. because they, they're able to be very big. <laughs> Those are yeah. The ones in Florida too, like the theme park size ones. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. The ones around Disney World that are like, we got to compete with Disney. Yeah. We got to be big. <laughs> we need a big skull. What is this? <laughs> There's character? a mini golf pup. <laughs> yeah. Competing with Disney. It's like, we're going to put Disney out of business. <laughs> There's three things down in Orlando. Universal Studios, Walt Disney World, and that one mini golf course. <laughs> and King Kong Putt-Putt. Yeah, King, <laughs> King Kong, Kong Putt-Putt. Oh, my God. 3D technology. One time, Marsha and... Oh, no. Speaking of Melissa Stokowski, yeah. the three of us oh, went to see, see Erica Badu together. That was one of the best the days of my life. That, that was, was so fun. fun. It was at the Meadows. The Meadows Festival, We yeah. saw Erica Badu for at, free. like... For free. For free. At, like, 4 p.m., it was yeah. amazing. And then me and Melissa stayed and saw MIA, which was so funny because she's kind of a hit or miss performer, yeah. is what I've heard. Yep, and like yep, there yep. were parts that were like really cool, but there's this one part where she scaled this huge wall. Like she didn't like scale it like a spider monkey. Like she like got like, I don't know how, <laughs> levied up there, climbed a ladder on the back. All of a sudden she's on top of this wall. But then, like, her sound starts messing up. So she, like, won't start her song. So she's, like, <laughs> straddling this wall, literally being like, yeah, no, yeah, no, turn up. Yeah, no, down, uh, no, down, yeah, up. Like, and she, like, didn't no. show up for her sound check. Yeah, I was going to say, she's yeah. absolutely one of those people who, like, does not show up to She her was way check. late to her time. I saw the coolest. <laughs> There's this lady who kind of reminds me of MIA, who is this Spanish rapper named Mala Rodriguez. Oh, cool. uh, I think she's called La Mala Rodriguez, like, the bad Rodriguez. Uh-huh. And, um... We went and saw her at, there was this thing, it was like Lollapalooza Chile, it was in uh-huh. South America, and she like, they have an hour slot very strictly, and she showed up 45 minutes late, and then 15 <laughs> minutes later, they cut her mic. Like, festivals are brutal. They cut they Lauren cut- Hill's mic at Afropunk when I saw when I saw her. They cut Erica's mic when we saw <gasps> her, You're right. right. Oh my God, and they did. I got did. so pissed. I was like, what the fuck? That is Erica Oh, I remember Badu. you talking about I feel, this. I know, yeah. this is the problem too, is like when they do it to a man, I'm like, oh, they just do it to everybody. Yes, when they but, do it to a woman, I'm like, are they doing it because she's a woman? Well, you Would they do up? it to Kanye? Like, yeah, you know, you said that to me when it happened, and I was like. Oh my god! Because and I was a little stoned, and I was like, "Oh my god, Marsha is is would absolutely Would they do it? Correct. But they probably would do it to Kanye, and he'd fully flip out, and it would be on the internet the next day. <laughs> Erica was just like, she was like, fine, like, but like, she is probably another... women are just more like 
they just give Lauren Hill went and did two full it, she had it was doo-wop she's in the middle of her Damn. biggest song that she was closing on they cut the mic <gasps> and then she's like keeps doing the song for like two full minutes and the crowd is trying to just like sing it so we can all hear it and then eventually security like walks her like <gasps> off the stage no and it really was crazy too because so Grace Jones was playing after her so we were wow. like okay well you know you gotta clear the stage for Grace Jones no there was an hour and 15 minute gap between Grace Jones and Lauren Hill Fuck. where a DJ played no. I was like you did not clear the stage for of Lauren Hill for a DJ for a DJ for a fucking DJ it's like yeah Lauren Hill was 30 minutes late to her show she doesn't exist in this layer of time that we all function by like God. Lauren Hill's not checking her watch to see if it's time to call the cab I feel like that's just not how her, no. she operates like you know. Damn, and it's also like I don't know if, if it was Kanye. I don't know if the security guards would have come to like you know what take or as soon as they did with fucking Lauren. Yeah, you know what I'm saying anyway. Here's the know. question. Here's the question. You are in a festival mm-hmm. with The Handmaid's Tale. They cut Lauren Hill <laughs> is scheduled before you and is late. Yeah, they come to you and say, "Can you start late?" Oh, that's right, because I'm the DJ in this It's situation. Lauren Hill. We have to let her go. Absolutely. Or, and you, you, you would willingly... You think willingly... I'm going to be the bitch who's like, my handmaid's tell is too important for Lauren Hill. Just, I'd be like, I'm going to be watching the show. Just let me know when we're on. Like, <laughs> What if it meant... What if it meant but like, she's but after you is Grace Jones, and she has to start on time. Then I go to the back, and I say, Melissa, we really do got to cut the show to 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we got to cut it. Amazing. No, but I get it. I mean, I get it, but um, I honestly think it's really rude to compare my art to a DJ, but okay, I guess you no. just did that. What we're actually doing is comparing your art yeah. to Lauren and Grace. <laughs> right, of course. of course. My contemporaries. Your contemporaries. Um, I like Lauren Hill because she hates white people fairly, but yes. she has a soft spot for the Jews, so I think I could get in there. <laughs> I think I could I get think, in there. I think Lauren's like, I think Lauren is very accepting of Asians too probably I don't know for real but I feel like she has I feel like together we have to find this out now (laughs) sorry Matt sorry Matt (laughs) we'll figure it out Um, it's your guys' job thank you (laughs) sorry you were saying about the bible Oh yeah. Anyway, it ends with Jesus dying. Sorry. Oh, now I remember. I didn't watch yeah. the whole thing, but I did love because I I do get so genuinely confused. But I liked the sort of futuristic costumes that they did oh, yeah. with the Jesus Christ Superstar Live. Yes, yes. Wait, but I loved laughing too because it's so dramatic. What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. What's the buzz? What is the ending of the Bible? Jesus. Revelations, Revelations. Oh, but what right. happens? Is it an exciting ending? It's, eschato- it's eschatology. It's like the world. It's like how the world ends. Yeah. yeah, that's like apocalyptic stuff. Yeah, that's why Christians all think that they're going to be the special ones who see the world end. It's like keep wishing, babe. Oh, okay. keep wishing, babe. Keep wishing, babe. Um, I was going to say. Oh, and then one more thing about Erica Badu. Mm-hmm. Everyone, this is required viewing. You know, Pitchfork does those over and under videos where they interview people and then like they give them a random topic and they have to say if it's overrated or underrated yes. and describe why. Over. Erica Badu. I mean, has- under, under. Right, right, right. Right. Um, Erica, Erica Badu has one, and every single answer she gives is so fucking funny. I think she's stoned. It's so funny, and she says everything is underrated. She's she's supportive of everything. I love she's it. like underrated. She doesn't Absolutely need that underrated. bitterness. Listening no. to her music is so therapeutic because, is. like, she is truly on this different level where she like completely accepts herself, and yes. in that she's not suffering bullshit. No. Like she's like, why waste your time not being happy? Exactly. Like, this is what I have my diet. Like, whenever um, I want to feel crazy and lean into it, I listen to Erica Badu, and, and whenever I want to feel crazy and fight it but make it profound, I listen to Lauren Hill. <laughs> That's funny. Like, That's great. Lauren Hill's first album for a breakup. It's like there's a. I just remember this dude broke my heart in Portland. I'm like driving around like. You just lost one. You just lost one. I'm like, oh. like screaming. Like, no, it's good. It was good. I was like, 
you know it's a healing thing because you're like well she became lauren hill after who's the loser who broke her heart exactly the miseducation of lauren hill is like such a good break yeah problem. it's so good never date the boy in the band oh never it's... date the boy in the band. what do you guys listen to before you go to bed <laughs> Good question. Lately, I'm listening to Casey Musgrave. She's got a new album out. Oh yeah, you guys have. Sh- yeah. Now I have to. I have to check her out. Oh, Marsh, you love listened to her. her. And she like her old stuff is very, very twang and very like ban- ba- banjo plucky and pedal steely. But love that she like her whole claim to fame when she first came out and uh, came onto the scene in 2013 was that she was like quote unquote progressive. For, she's, she's a country singer, she's like a country, a country singer. girl who's acknowledged gay people. You who know, who of like course. sings about gay people and like. A lot of There's her songs. There's pretty much only been the Dixie Chicks, right? Yeah. <laughs> and even that was very indirect until yeah. that became their brand. Totally. Like, oh, True. Yeah. Until they had until they had already gotten their CDs burned. They're like, might as well lean in. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and then she and then but Casey also like sings about weed all the fucking time. And it's like I love that. I like crazy. country music. Like I like I old country. Me too. I used to, I love listening to like Woody Guthrie and Hank Williams and stuff like yeah, that. Hank that Williams. one kid who went viral was so funny. The guy on the wall in the Walmart, the little boy. Oh yeah, that was yeah, good. Like, that's Honestly, gorgeous. Thank country you. music. It's what we need right now. Country music. Well, you know, you know what us. I mean. Uh, we, need, we need Roseanne back. We need American Idol back. Fuck we need no. country is, music. We need Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood. And you got to get black country into the mainstream yes. country because, like, you remember how crazy it was when Beyonce played with the Dixie Chicks? Oh yeah, and you think about it's like. Out. Beyonce in her latest album, like she did this like country song it was and like her song they sang. Yeah, yeah. and it's like so it's like. I, there's so much that like you know because the black people have been like taken out of the south narrative mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that yep. i wonder what the progressive country movement if you could yeah. have like i mean right now you have like teachers striking in oklahoma where i'm from and yes. shit so it's like and you have some of these places being turned like that you would never think would vote anything but like crazy republican so why not country music? So why not country so music? So why not country music? You know um, what? Mickey Guyton is this amazing country singer. She's um and she, and she's black and she's so oh, so Oh yeah, good. yeah, I've listened to her. Yeah. Yeah. She's good. So anyway, no, but there's I, a lot I, of I good agree. there's a couple um, th- there's a couple girls that have been on the voice too that have been black that have been like I need my to watch thing, the voice more. that have been like my thing is country music. This is what I want. And they've been good. Yeah. Like but if, and another but they, they, just they know do there's have like no, a, like but they come from yeah. a gospel place. Mm-hmm. And so there's it, it, and but that is part of the South. Totally. So like, where is that music? You're They're right. missing such a market. I mean, that's what's so stupid is like because they know that no mainstream country record is going to uncontroversially like it's crazy because these yeah. are the same people that say racism doesn't exist anymore. Oh, and God. then it's like, but what kind of like Nashville records is going to sign a bunch of black artists totally. with the same label as the white country artists? Exactly. They might have their own label for hip hop or black country or whatever but right. they keep it separate yeah, yeah. you know two different genres We're just separate pop country equal. is implicitly white yeah of course yeah if you say pop country and like, and like it all looks the same 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 like it is so, the women look the same the men oh my mostly God. look the same that was my like, have you ever do you childhood. know Ray Lynn do you know the singer Ray Lynn? And God made girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And God made girls. Oh, God. He made me. them so you rock your world. Like <laughs> basically, me. God made girls because boys need it. It was like somebody's got to tell them how to flirt. Like oh. it's just like you need to listen to this song. It's sicko. Yeah, that's how all of them are. They're like, they're like, 
It's it's so bad. That's I, the title of that God Made Girls. Now no. imagine me as like a little Jewish high schooler in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and like fucking Brianna pulling up in her huge ass pickup truck, like blasting like God she thinks girl. my tractor sexy. I'm oh. like, I hate this place. Ew, I saw him in concert once. Kill me. Really? Yeah. My dad liked him a lot. <laughs> He was pretty good. I always thought he was, he was hot. Ah, oh my gosh! Up. Hey, you know what? A lot of people have like told me confessionally that they th- are attracted to those. Dan- Wait, you posted this the Daniel Tosh that you think Daniel Tosh is okay, hot on the I, posters. I, I, Wait, so maybe jokingly a little bit said maybe that Matt's there was a picture like of him Matt's in the subway. <laughs> there was a picture of him in the subway that was like he does not look good. Matt, I don't know. I like Daniel Tosh. Tosh. I don't know, guys. I like really want to. You want to be in bed? Like, I got a video. You should put on your show. <laughs> And then he's gonna like Tosh 2.0. He's gonna like say that you should you deserve to get raped. Yeah, that's Matt. Does. That's what he says. No, yes. he, had, he had some breakdown where some woman was heckling him, and then he yelled and back he was at her like, like "Get raped." And it's almost like to me, it's like just write a better joke. Even like it's that's like, the thing. It's like get raped. Ew. <laughs> when, I didn't know when that. people are offended over like. T- jokes and poor taste it's about taste it's not about offe- like a exactly. fine, I'm offended but actually I'm disappointed in you for not coming up with a better yeah, they're fucking they're all joke. comedians that we disagree with that we like because they're actually funny, funny. like and they're and they're clever from the point of view like that's the thing it's like when your shit's hack like they go up there they're like oh I'm being censored it's like actually all that's happening is, is that you're, you're doing comedian. you're doing the same thing and when your shit bombs you blame PC culture and imagine if me if I had ever on a singular joke blamed the fact that I was a woman yes. I would be eaten alive oh, oh you God. didn't laugh at that because I'm a woman they'll say that on stage you didn't laugh oh PC culture it's like your joke just bombed dude and they'll tell some jokes and now there are enough people or women who feel comfortable being like hey that joke made me think that you're an asshole that's all we're saying (laughs) all they're doing is saying something and we're not censoring you we're just calling you an asshole but to you that's completely unacceptable and the same thing as censorship like fucking Ricky Gervais oh my god I don't think so honey Ricky Gervais because like (laughs) his whole latest special Humanity he's talking about this trans joke that he made about Caitlyn Jenner and literally at one point he's like sitting on his stool going now let me tell you why that's funny it's like if you're telling us why it's funny he's like crossing his now let me describe to you why uh, that is funny uh, and it's like it's not it's ever since he got skinny he's not funny I hate to say it <laughs> yeah, say he really it. like became known for being like, he thinks he's hot now he had one great moment in the office yeah and like and then like that like that is actually you go back and watch that and it's still genius and extras and loved extras. extras extras was fun but I didn't even like that the next one with Warwick Davis I didn't like the next shows that they did yeah. really I just yeah. Ever since he lost the weight, he's been. Fun. He's, did you guys like my funny. British accent? I, I thought it was, it was amazing. Really good. You've been killing the accents all. <laughs> Thank you. Wait, did you? Say- you are Meryl Streep. Meryl okay, Streep. My favorite accent I just did that Sam Taggart loves, which I love that Southern, he loves. Is Do no, it. Um, dialect. I have one character. He's called the Australian Bachelor. Okay, and go it's, on. so it's the Bachelor. If he were Australian, okay. go on. He says, "Hello, my name's Meech, <laughs> and I'm the Bachelor." <laughs> Bitchla. <laughs> Marsha, these accents. You have a talent. I'm the bitchla. Ah! You are Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. It's pretty fun being the bitchla, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, and that's just all his personality. You say it's Meryl Streep's. Meryl Streep's. She's Meryl Streep's. Meryl Streep's. Guys, we're, we've come to uh, the second installment of our newest segment called Voice, Voice Memo, Memo, you bitch. <laughs> 
So uh, fan fav- fan favorites are going to leave voicemail, uh, voice memos for us to play. Yep, and um, we will react in real time I and after it. the fact. And our our um, voice memo, oh, you bitch, today is from Pat Regan. And so Pat. But I guess he'll, he'll, he'll introduce himself right now. Love Great, Pat. here we go. The bitch <laughs> is back. Pick your jaws up off the floor, girls. You look like you just heard a ghost. <laughs> Marsha, you look fucking amazing tonight. Thank oh you. my god, you look gorgeous yes, and stunning. So it's insane. Can you turn around so we yes. can see the back? Oh yeah. my god, the back Best is beautiful. The I love the look. Thank you. Um, I want to talk about Joel Kim Booster and kind of answer his assertion that he is the first two-time guest on Lost Culturistas. <laughs> because we all know that I was yeah, the first I two-time was. guest on Lost Culturistas. Lost episode counts and very much so a podcast is born when it is performed not when it is recorded or airs and what we created that day was very much a podcast episode and in everyone's heart they know that and so i don't know what joel's deal is and i have to wonder if he is and i hate to use this word but Jealous. Yep. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, just like anyway, the Bible. My partner Lakshmi followed Lost Culturistas on Twitter. Congratulations. This week, and um I couldn't help but notice that she wasn't acknowledging me on the platform. <laughs> and so I sent a text to Matt and Bo and said, you know, Padma needs to acknowledge me. Mm. And that was the cold So I tweeted out, I said, Padma, I'm a frequent guest on this pod. Please acknowledge me right now. And she only faved, didn't tweet back, didn't But follow. she did fave. And I go, okay, Padma, <laughs> because that wasn't really an acknowledge. And so I have to think if and when I do get famous, um, when I go around to all the late night shows to promote my latest project, um, my kind of anecdote and story that I will tell, kind of belly up to Fallon's desk, <laughs> will be that... You know, Padma Lakshmi didn't acknowledge me before I was famous. Wow. And we'll laugh about it, but it'll be really real. <laughs> Anyways, Padma, if you're listening, if you could hear this, we can absolutely start over. Um, I would love to just, like, get dinner and do this in earnest, you know? Like, let's be friends. I would love to pick your brain about Casey from Top Chef Season 3, who was, in fact, important to me during my formative years. Um, all is not lost. We can absolutely hit the reset button and get off on the right foot. I would love that and just get rid of this toxicity. Um, anyways, I saw Love, Simon. I loved I it. That. Unfortunately, so sorry. Yeah, I think it's about. such an important story to be told for my culture of white gay. And um, that's all I have to say for right now. He's um, on the I want everyone to have a really nice week. I wish everyone peace, love, and light. Um, I'm in a really positive place right now. And it's a truly a new beginning. Um, I have so many amazing projects right now that I have to run off to. Expect really big things coming from me soon. I'm so excited for what I'm going to put out next. And I think my fans are really going to like it and be surprised by it. Um, This has actually been Pat Regan this whole entire time. God bless you, anyone listening. Okay, goodbye. Marsha, you look fucking gorgeous. Thank you. The car honking in the middle of saying his projects. (laughs) 
Pat is at your tiny Tim. Like Pat is the best. He's like so. He goes, "May God bless everyone." Yeah. Wait. Thoughts on Love Simon? Oh, uh, I just saw. Okay. I oh obviously God. had a bit of a skewed perspective from <laughs> Sam and Bowen's Instagram reaction. Oh, yes. But I loved it, and I loved you guys' article about it. So, but I, I the, the parts that were like there were parts that were genuinely funny that uh-huh. were written to be funny that were like yes. so good. Sure. But there were some parts that were absolutely insane. Yeah, so of course funny. there were. Oh my god, I'm trying to think of it because like there were so many. First of all, the woman from Insecure was so funny. Natasha, oh, Natasha Rothwell, Rothwell yes. was so, so good. funny. She's amazing. She's amazing. Um, and like, but it was like, I mean, first of all, the lead, the lead guy is like, Nick yeah, like he's like cute, like, but I, I predicted it right because I was like, I think I predicted who it was. It's I a think. Guy. Yeah, I yeah. think I knew too. I thought I knew, but you know, it did take me on some twists and turns. That's um, fun. But yeah, I'm trying to think about the parts that were like really crazy. What well, were they? I'll remind tell you me. Which, which ones? The one that like Sudi and I saw. The iced and coffee looked, was crazy. I yeah, agree. Iced I mean, coffee is so silly. <laughs> because like the uh, the beginning takes itself so seriously, and it is true. He's like everything about me is normal except Sad for one, one secret. Secret. And he's like, I'm going, yeah, it's like, <laughs> I'm going. But it is important, Bo. It is important. It's. Uh, sure. Uh, the mean, the fucking the fucking like dance sequence in the dorm and like literally the set the dressing. La La Land. Well, it was like they were outside on this quad and but then like the art like it's supposed to be this <laughs> super overwhelmingly gay like visual, but like they're wearing Rite the, Aid t-shirts and and the fucking and. <laughs> And on the exterior, like the fucking art director, whatever, whoever in the art department just hung the smallest little pride flag on this giant stone building as if that was like supposed to like. I know. It should have been guys with their dicks out. It should have been like fucking everyone booty popping. That's what they can't show is like he's actually like at a leather bar. Like, Uh, yeah. And then he says at the end, maybe not this gay. What he meant was maybe not this type of gay. Maybe he's going to go off to a dungeon. Maybe Maybe he'll go and be a submissive. But, you know, you never know. But well, I'm it glad was, you liked it. I mean, but sp- some parts of it were like cringeworthy. The part cheesy, that I did not so get funny. was when, like, basically, like he's been outed to the whole school. Like yeah. everyone knows that was. And then, awful. and then <laughs> he he pulls up to pick his friends up, and his friends are like, "Fuck you for I what you did that. to yeah, us." I didn't understand that at How all. How could like, you do this to us? You tried to ruin our lives. <laughs> and he was that. like, "Guys, I'm sorry." And they're like, "Stay away from us." And I like, got that because the just whole time outed. he's treating his friend as like a pawn, though he really is. He's like, "Well, maybe." And also, I mean, the guy who's supposed to be annoying, sometimes the annoying character is cast too well. And I'm like, I think if oh, I see that was, actor in real life, I'm going to punch him. He wasn't. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. He, he, he did was, a great job of being so but annoying. But it was, you know, actually, now that I'm thinking back on it, it was good, actually. It, it was, was a good movie. It, no, that's the thing is that it it's not. Good. But um, <laughs> anyway. Padma, did, did, I think it was an amazing movie. Did Padma follow you? I no. Sure she did. I wonder why you thought that. No, if Padma didn't follow me, I would I notice. I she followed you. I would love. But congratulations. I was going to say that, by the way. Well, congratulations if, on the Padma follow. Padma, if you're listening, definitely no follow No pressure. Marcia. No pressure. You know, I might be too man-hating. She seems very nice. No. No, Padma <laughs> no, she is has, very liberal. She has rough critiques on RuPaul's Drag Race. She is not Ms. Nice Guy. I know. No, I love her. She's she, great. She's she fantastic. came through with the critiques on, she did, on RuPaul's Drag Race. She did, and she had pointed critiques. Now it's yeah. Because like so, in addition to all that other crap, I'm also fighting this like weird battle with Facebook. Everybody yes. is now, yeah, you're always everybody's in war with Facebook. But Facebook has like banned me a bunch of times for these like crazy. Like one time it was for this like photo of me as a six year old yep. saying "kill all men," adorable, adorable, and um, but so. 
now, like what happened was basically we had this friend, Nicole, she posted 200 and something photos of her being harassed um, because during Me Too, she posted this list that was like, laughably innocuous it's like so innocuous like here's like, what men should do yeah it was and like the, good the most men basic things talk to your creepy friend and if you have multiple women who say he's still being creepy don't bring him around to the bar anymore like you know really simple stuff and dudes were like i will kill you Ugh. and this one guy posted this is why men don't trust women it's like oh this is why oh, so then that's I, exactly so why. i posted <laughs> as a comment underneath that specific post men are, are scum. scum and then I even replied to that like, LOL, guess I lost that guy's trust, you know, blah, blah, blah. So then I got banned from Facebook for 30 Mm -hmm. days for that comment. And it turned into this whole saga where now I'm like talking to other people because when you look into it, they have humans deciding what gets removed. It's a fucking 20 something year old asshole wearing Warby Parker glasses. And it's outsourced. I just found out it's actually like quadruple. It's it's not always to a foreign place, but it's quadruply outsourced where basically they hire somebody who hires somebody who hires somebody who hires a freelance company who hires the moderators. And it's wild. But so, but now because that happened, all of the press that's been written about it, this is literally the line that I'm given. It's, Marsha Belsky is a comedian who calls men scum on the internet. That's literally just uh, what they say. And I'm like, like, but that's not true. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, I'm a little more clever than that because I've actually come up with the full matriarchy where men are in prison by our system. So please just don't <laughs> reduce it to men are scum because that the militia has there's worked too more, hard for more, that. There's militia more. Is, right. long, is stronger I, than you yes. know. Embellishment. Like, ban me for training a militia of women in the woods. Sure. <laughs> But men are scum. I mean, come on. But um, so, yeah. So now I'm always worried when like people don't know me like that are like going to come to my page like because they're just like, well, what kind of a monster just goes around calling people scum for no reason? Oh, it's like, God. whatever. They can deal. They can deal. And also, I think I feel like I mean, I've been off Facebook for a few weeks. I want to get off so bad. You, I I you, sort of, you sort of need to stay. Do you think I, you, that's what I feel like is that because it started with people like reporting me, I have this ornery like stubbornness where I'm like, I'm not going to get off. But like, yeah. but then it, I'm not ever going to get off for the rest of my life. I'm not going to come. Um, but <laughs> then like I. It's hard because, like, I do want to get off Facebook, but I told my manager, like, my one of my career goals is to, like, not need Facebook because, like, sure. when I was banned, uh, I lost you a fifty dollar gig because I couldn't reach the guy any other way, and they needed a fill in that uh, night, and I geez. like fifty bucks is not, you know, nothing for a show, so I'm like, yeah. couple meals. Couple of meals right there, you know. Get yourself a weekly Metro Card Plus a meal. There's some of that. There's the accent. There's yeah, the, you know. That's another just, one. That's Another my one. inner monologue. Um, 100%. but but yeah. So it's like you know. Well, you're you're not very far from not needing Facebook no. as a thing. I just no one needs it. But then I miss too. Like someone like, oh, why didn't you come to my birthday party? Like you didn't text me. Like you know, like nobody. Sure, sure, sure. I like that now. People do birthday invites on email, which I like. It's always yeah, the best it's pre- that's I like the best. Emails where business should happen. Email world culture happen. number forty-five. Emails, emails where, business where business should, should happen. happen. Yeah. Um, agreed. Should we move on to I don't think so, honey? Let's do. Let's wrap this all up and do an I don't Ooh. think so, honey. It's time. Each. Of course, we have a real champion over here. This is a cult <gasps> war participant. Yes, yes. She was team Matt. She was team Matt. That was and fun. You yeah. represented well. And you know what's sad? Because so I was debating between doing this one or the one I. 
ended up doing, which was Mark Zuckerberg, because I was just going, you know, it was right when the Facebook stuff happened. Right. But then I knew like Tyler and Joel, they like knew the whole story. So as soon as I got there, I was like, oh, I should have done the other wow. one. So now I get my like, I get to do oh, the one that I, was, that I should have done. Do you want to go first or should I? You go first. Cause okay. Because you have one ready. This is Matt Rogers as I don't think so, honey. His time starts now. I don't think so, honey, when reality shows cannot choose finalists. And so there's four. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bitch, no. There is a top two on reality shows. And if you cannot decide who needs to go home, guess what? You are not good at your job because a good producer would get in there and have a decision get made because that is why we are watching. We watch a reality show to see an elimination at the end of the fucking episode. Mm -hmm. Also, I'm sorry, but they are not all that good. What is with this? They know they signed up to be cut potentially. So fucking cut them. America's Next Top Model, there has been a true final four for three weeks now because they can't cut people. They just keep, and look, bitch, we get it. We've already seen the little seconds. edited package about their difficulty with their mother. We don't need to see it again. Get them off the show so we can have a good winner versus loser narrative. I want a top two. Five RuPaul's seconds. Drag Race, I'm looking at you. Do not do this on season 10 like you did in season nine. I don't think so, honey. And that's one minute. Gorge, wow, that's... <laughs> I feel very passionately about this. I don't oh want to see five people walk New York Fashion Week yes. on Project Runway. Completely. It should be three. But that was one of your more inf- like informationally dense, I don't think so, honey. That was great. I was I'm scared sh- you were going to pass out sideways like yeah. a child who locked their knees in choir. Oh Honestly, I feel very strongly about that. Because like with America's Next Top Model, there's four finalists. Yeah, and we're like, oh my God, stupidest. cut these two girls. They're not going to win. Moving on. It's the stupidest. Oh, I just thought of another great, I don't think so, honey, too. But I guess I have to save that for the next for the next one. Yeah, it's for the next one. It's for the next one. You'll do, All right. you'll do it again. Listen, okay. there's always chances. Yeah. Um, Bowen Yang's I don't think so, honey. His time Ooh. starts now. I don't think so, honey. Ethical consumption. Because guess what, bitch? <laughs> Yesterday at the airport, I ate Chick-fil-A. Woo! I am a self-loathing gay man who was going to contribute to this horrible bullshit fried chicken place. Dun, dun, but look, dun. it's so good. And I had the spicy chicken sandwich. It was delicious. Mm. But everyone in line in front of me, and I, I could live with I could live with this. Everyone in line in front of me was clearly like a Trump voting oh, boy. just cookie cutter person. But I was like, it's fine. I will if this is what it takes for me to like seconds. be among you people. <laughs> then fine. I'm happy to share this common mm, ground. But ethical consumption, look, you can't make us feel guilty about everything that we touch. Everything that we touch is going to be made by some horrible Halliburton person. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine, guys. 15 seconds. So go to your Starbucks. Don't buy local. Don't eat local. Go to your evil corporations because in at the end of the day, we're all, we're all going to suffer in the end for whatever reason. So go down happy. I don't think so, honey. We're all going to suffer. And that's one minute. Uh, yes. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't go down. I didn't go I, down I, I agree with you. I never ethically consume. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. I know. I mean, I love to like faux cry for a boycott just so that companies feel shame. But yes, you know, and sometimes that's all it takes. That's all it takes. You can still buy. Yeah. And pay them. I was traveling yesterday back from Virginia in the car, and so we had to stop at like a rest stop to go to the bathroom. And I was going to go to the Burger King, and they closed it up. And I turned around to my friend, and I was like, <laughs> "They're closed. It's fine." <laughs> like I saw myself do it later, and I was like, "Wow, I was like too upset that <laughs> Burger King was closed." <laughs> <laughs> They're closed. It's fine. They're Anytime closed. my plan doesn't go my way, I'm pretty much full <laughs> level upset. <laughs> There's no in between for me. It's like either I'm really happy or like I trip and my day is ruined. Like, wow. No, yeah. not that no, extreme, but Burger no King being closed. That I mean, would be a day That's unacceptable. Order. No, it's not it's acceptable. Unacceptable. It was also like 9 p.m. Sure. Um, this is Unbelievable. This not is acceptable. one <laughs> of Marsha Belsky's 
indelible I don't think so honey Marsha you ready yes Marsha Belsky's I don't think so honey her time starts now I don't think so honey straight men in theater (laughs) (laughs) don't you have enough don't you have enough I mean first of all you get to just dominate in every other area and then you come into theater and you have nine million more parts than us but one per every like actress and when you're straight in theater you get laid so much there is there is too much there is there is too much sex and the thing is is that (laughs) when you get so much of an ego it's like they're rock stars before they even get out of the community theater I mean the thing is what's nice about these guys though is that if you if you're the one to enlighten them that they're not interesting they get really obsessed with you so that's that's like really fun. And some of great, of course, you know, if you're out there and you're a straight guy in theater thinking, you know, that's seconds. not like me. It is. And <laughs> unfortunately, just leave theater to us because we don't have a lot. Oh, and bye. That's one minute. Oh, my God. Straight men in theater. The no thing I is, know several of them and they are more successful than the gay men in theater. And it gets frustrating. Well, that and also, I mean, it's like they get fucked it's crazy yeah, like every time it's, it's they leave the bar i remember i saw this interview with the guy from glee the douchey teacher i saw him in hairspray and i was like he was like he is hot though he was like yeah like pretty sure i'm not gay because when you're straight like you actually get laid a whole lot in theater so i've never had a problem with women and Ugh. it's like yeah, it wasn't as homophobic as all that i don't think but he was basically just like saying how like he well, I get a lot of pussy, so. yeah like he was just like trust me when you're straight in theater you know it's and that's the thing i remember being in these shows and there's like the one hot straight guy and every girl in the cast is trying to fuck him like and then i'm the one who is just like i'll be like you're fun like fat friend (laughs) (laughs) i think i mean like deep down that's all of us that's all of us um oh my god this has been such a great episode with Marsha. Belsky. I mean, come on. An I icon. Mean, Go check out her stuff. Reductress It's going to be a very busy and fruitful yes. beginning of spring. There in, you go. Into it spring. will be. Into it spring will into be. the summer. Uh, we are out, in bloom right now. Check out Reductress Live at Caroline's on Broadway, April 26th to the 28th. Miss Andrew with Marsha and Ray. Listen to that podcast. Amazing Shout podcast. Out Shout out Ray Shout out Ray Sani. Miss you. Shout out Melissa Stokowski for Hands, Handmaid's Tale the Musical. Yes. Uh, shout out my mother. Shout out my mother. Shout out my mother. Shout and out to the man himself, the Lord Jesus Christ. And shout out to Shout out to Matt's Lord Jesus Christ. Matt's Lord Jesus Christ. And John Jealous. Legend. Oh, who and John. Shout never, out to John Legend. He's never gonna recover from that part. I could tell he was thinking, how am I gonna stop being his voice is yeah. his voice is absolutely ruined. Shout out to Chrissy <laughs> Teigen for the tweets. For the tweets. Great tweets. Love shout her. out to Padma. Padma. Padma Lakshmi. Thank you, Padma. Okay, bye. Oh wait. Oh, we get to we sing. Have to sing. Who are you tonight? Who are you, Padma? That's Padma Lakshmi singing. That was Padma Lakshmi singing. Who are you, Padma Lakshmi? Thank you, Padma. (laughs) Good night, Padma. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and 
all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this cookie crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.